What's good, people? You are now listening to Black Current Podcast with Patsy Aisha. Since the Black Lives Matter movement blew up globally around the world from the tragic murder of George Floyd, I really wanted to hear from my people, black and brown people, their stories, their talent and their joy, but also the struggles and the hardships they've had growing up black and brown in the UK. I want to raise awareness, inspire, start conversations, pop in bubbles. This is how we continue to get better and be better together. In this series of episodes, you will hear from some of my closest friends and how it's been for them growing up. Welcome to Black Current Chats with Patsy. Hey guys, it's me, me again, Patsy. I'm really, really excited for this podcast today, this episode, because I have one of my best friends joining me. I bring to you Kaya. Hi. Hey. So weird uh, being in this environment with you because we're just not used to it. We're not, but you know, it's, there's always time for new beginnings. So my name's Kaya. I'm a radio producer. We're born and raised in Bradford, but I'm currently located in London and my background is Pakistani. Both my parents are from Pakistan. Everybody else I've asked actually has been from a black background but what I thought was really important is to show that there is other groups in the UK that get marginalised and you know are put in a corner because of the skin tone or from where they're from. Yeah no I agree and I think in terms of the South Asian diaspora and their involvement in the Black Lives Matter movement is just so important. I think you know we've seen many things online which Div sort of shares their experiences because our role in the Black Lives matter movement is so crucial because we have issues of racism and colorism within our own community which needs to be addressed so i think it's really important that you're doing this have you felt like your community has had a voice have you seen people stand up for this movement more so than ever i think this generation in particular we're more vocal and i think i guess we're more aware and educated because of the information which is provided to us through social media so for us to be silent is a bit impossible in a situation like this you know what really interesting I always remember the story that my mum told me this guy came in and was fixing our TV and just chatting to my mum and he was a black man and my mum and him were joking they started talking about their own experiences and stuff and they were basically telling me and my sister who were just in the living room watching them talk you know back in the day when we you know came over we were in it together and we had to back each other they were essentially children of immigrants that first came over here and just hearing that it's just it's I don't know if that sort of relationship is still the same as what it is now but did you feel growing up and now you've had a diverse mix of friends? I have a diverse set of friends now, but I don't think that that was always the case. Just because like I, I look back and I see like when I first started high school and it's really interesting just looking back at it because I remember that there was this specific joke that or not even a joke, but just that people would always say, oh, the Asians all hang out together. And I remember mm. I was kind of embedded into that a little bit. And I think a couple of years down the line, it's just sort of you grab gravitate towards towards what you know and what you're comfortable with but I think I think in year nine or something I sort of kind of broke away from that chain and broke away from that friendship group just because I felt like just because you 
you're told that you belong there doesn't necessarily mean that you do and made a conscious effort to kind of like diversify the people I was around really that's quite a big thing because in year nine you're still pretty young 14 13 I'm not good at the exact age but for you to be consciously aware of that that's a big thing so do you feel like it shaped you in any way hanging out with different people I mean I don't know I mean when you're in high school you know you get on with certain people you don't and I think that friendship group for me I just don't necessarily I didn't really find my place high school is so defines who you are as a person and I think I realized that this friendship group is just not working for me anymore remember I did say to my mom when I left high school you know if I never left that friendship group I don't think I would be the person I am today well just before you mentioned how you before you broke away from this friendship group you know from the same backgrounds the same kind of culture do you feel the rest of the school said anything racist to you when I think back at it I always think that you know that people would always say oh the Asian group we would always be labelled as that I don't know why but I always wanted to kind of downplay that a little bit Mm. because it was just this certain sort of perception of you in a sense I remember I was actually going back to the drama I was called into the head's office for for a reason and we were talking and she was like why is it that you know there's so many different groups why is it that all the Asians hang out together why is it that all the black people are hanging out together why is it that all the white people are hanging out together this is the head of year asking me you know yeah and I was I actually don't know the answer to that I do think when you feel out of pocket or out of sort or you feel a bit on your own you you go to the people that look like you because that's what bonds you but that doesn't actually necessarily mean you have that close connection my experience definitely sort of showed that a little bit it's actually funny because when we were in sixth form there was this area in the common room that was referred to as the Asian corner that group potentially didn't break up and didn't go into different groups of friendship groups I mean we're quite similar the fact that we don't we don't just like hang out with one person and that's it we we have a lot of range of friends from different you know like university work from school of life. i don't know it's it's nice to have that though as well and um, but then somebody who has that one best friend could say what why are you doing that so you know it's just referral do you mind me mentioning that you believe in allah yeah so yeah i i follow i'm a muslim don't mind that at all so i feel like that's another nugget on its own in the sense that i think I hear more mean like demeaning words towards Muslims than people who are Asian I think what it is is there's a little bit of like a misconception of what somebody who is Muslim is like I think there's this particular narrative and I don't necessarily agree with the narrative that's always projected and I've always said this and I know you're of Christian faith and you've always spoken to me quite openly about faith and religion you know there isn't one way to be religious and Mm. how you practice your religion is such an internal thing outwardly you might not necessarily look like a Muslim and I have had that phrase said to me before you don't look like a Muslim but Mm. I don't know what it's just because I don't wear a headscarf does that mean I'm not do you know what Mm. I mean I think there's so many different ways to practice it and 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 you know nobody's perfect and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect because I'm not and I'm, it's a constant learning thing but yeah no I do think sometimes like what I've what I've learned is that because you're a Muslim you must know every answer to what somebody's what somebody asks you you know like mm. if somebody has a question about your religion you must know the answer and it just doesn't work like that no it doesn't it doesn't at all but you know, I when think Brahma it's does- normally when someone doesn't understand faith or religion or whatever they want to 
make you feel attacked and they put you in that corner and they ask you the hardest questions and it's like why would I know that I'm still <laughs> on a journey like I don't know everything if I knew everything I wouldn't be sat here today like do you know what I mean I'd be making money <laughs> or do you know what I mean you know and 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 there's also this thing that you must follow every set of rules and it's mm. sort of like like you are still learning like you are not mm. necessarily going to have every teaching under your belt you're not going to follow all the rules whereas you know you try your best and it's sort of like a, it's like a journey isn't it so I do understand what you're saying like what, what somebody said to me don't talk about something that you don't know necessarily a lot about so when I don't know something I won't necessarily you know I'll go away and I'll educate myself and then I'll say something because I don't really like saying something that I'm not necessarily equipped to say well I find that a lot of people don't have that mindset so even if they don't know much they'll still shout about it and then that's when like you know there's a racist slur there's you know people's feelings are upset someone's being ridiculously rude but like with you you just like them just said like I don't know everything I'll hold my hands up but I'll also go and educate myself and I think that is key I don't mind questions I really don't like I welcome them and I think you know it's always good to ask questions Mm. but I think sometimes the intention behind the question just if it's genuine I think you can tell when somebody's asking like a genuine question experiences where people have been sort of a bit judgmental with it a little bit it's because of their perceptions around it and I think when you're asking some you somebody can see right through that does that make sense yeah it does make sense I was going to ask you actually have people treated you differently because you have faith not that I know of I mean I've you know I mean when I was in university I was the only I mean my flatmates they were all white I was possibly one of their first proper Muslim friends that they had you know that was a new experience for them you know they weren't aware of halal meat, the fact that I don't drink and I choose not to drink mm. obviously was an experience for them as much as myself sort of like because I, I come from such a diverse place that for me to to surround myself with people that didn't necessarily know things was 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 a weird experience. But you guys have ended up being really good friends so yeah. the differences doesn't mean that you can't be friends it just means you have to possibly ask those questions get around the awkward conversations. Did you feel like you guys did that? What happened was the the idea that they were just intrigued and I think they wanted to know more they they were fascinated I think in a sense and it was nice and you know like you said we we, we became like really really good friends like the best of friends and we uh, essentially lived together for the full three years of uni you know when I look back there were certain experiences where I look like well that ha- if they were to ask me that now would I have reacted differently to then but I think because I understood the fact that they didn't necessarily know that much that you have to kind of you can't be offended if somebody's asking you something I mean I, do you know what I'm trying to say mm, I do I just don't know how to phrase it I think what you're trying to say is you've got to sometimes take a pinch of salt when someone doesn't know everything so they will be asking questions that maybe they're not using the right terminology or they're not using the right word so it come across the wrong way but they have the purest intention behind exactly, it exactly exactly and that, that's you know and that's the way I saw it i mean i mean you know my flatmates they were the most diverse bunch of people (laughs) honestly i think out of everybody in our halls my flatmates were the most diverse me included i mean if there were tick boxes you guys would tick all the tick boxes right literally honestly honestly that list is quite long but (laughs) that is so funny because it's so true that is really funny LGBT tick, tick, (laughs) black tick, Asian tick. 
Literally. Literally. You know, some of us did drugs, some of us didn't drink, some of us well, were wild, some of us were book nerds, some of us, do you know what I mean? Like, there was just like, we were such a diverse bunch of people and not even putting our race into it, just our personalities, our characteristics, but we still managed to be such good friends and the understanding and the learning I got out of living with my flatmates I think roomy no 100% and I think the best thing about uni was that the fact that you are in an environment you are like kind of forced to be friends with people you never even you know cross mm. paths with before in your life and I think it just diversifies your entire experience your learning and you meet people you really I, I think uni gives you people skills more than anything mm. Because you get used to just being around so many different types of people. And I think it is the time where we're all so curious in the sense that we don't know everything. I mean, not that I do now, but it's like you it's okay to ask those questions oh my god what's that really where'd you buy that from and like I am still like from I guess from your culture really I now thread I now wax and that's from like my (laughs) Indian Muslim friend who just taught me her ways from like her you know her her family generation telling her and then I've kind of brought it back to me and like my family and I don't know it was just really nice to like have different aspects of different people's lives now mine yeah no I, I do get that I do I do get that it's nice to think about uni because you really do grow but then in a work setting it's yeah. just not the same you don't expect people to be asking those kind of questions do you it's a different kind of relationship I, I always felt like my background was one of the most unique things in the profession I was sort of like I was had access to a community which is true to a certain extent that nobody else had access to but mm-hmm. I think what happens is is that's the only thing that people see you for mm. and you know I remember you know somebody said you need to play the fact that you know I come from Bradford you know which is a working class city you know got the youngest population in the UK has so many sort of benefits to it but you know it's such a unique place that people like you need to play on that strength the fact that there's such an Asian wide Asian population there as well and the fact that you can bring those stories I think what I remember the most when you know going into this profession of in the media was that somebody said just because you're Asian doesn't mean that you just do the Asian stuff and I remember Mm. that was what my uncle said to me before I went into the job and I was like yeah do you know what I'm gonna go in with that mindset but slowly slowly when I was in it I sort of felt a little bit bopped off as just that thing she knows it she knows the language she knows the culture to shove her there well yeah a little bit like pretty much that was how how I felt and I thought you know I have so much more to offer it's such a great thing to be able to shine a voice on your community and I think that is a privilege to do that but I think it's you shouldn't just be seen as that one thing you can do so many other things and you have you can't can essentially work on so many different things that it's not necessarily attached to your background I mean not Mm. that if you look at it in a different way not at us have you ever looked at the Disney channel and then the Disney pop stars or the Disney um, actors that come out of it? They're always boxed off as Disney people. They can't play any kind of sexual role. They can't play any like party goer. They've literally just yeah. had like cute Disney singing, la 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 la, you know, that kind of thing. And they have to try so, so, so hard to be given a chance to be seen other than Disney. Like you saw it with Zac Efron. He literally put on shed loads of weight bulked up and then he was like I'm not Troy Bolton anymore I'm now (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm now Although I do love Troy Bolton. Troy Bolton back in the day. No, but it's true. It's the exact. I mean, in a weird way, even the Disney. I never thought I'd be making a comparison <laughs> to my life to Disney. <laughs> Disney actors it is like a little bit it is it is similar in a way but it's sort of like I mean I don't know about you I mean what what what's your sort of is your similar would you say it's the same for you mm. I mean, I think because my line of work has been a little bit different. Like, I've not, unfortunately, I've not worked on, like, major creativity kind of stuff at work. I've not had that fortunate time, unfortunately, at the moment. So I don't feel like I've been boxed off in anything. I've been boxed off in, I guess it's different, but the same in, oh, Patsy is the organizer patsy will do this that and the other but don't ask her for creative stuff because her work she doesn't do that so like i've had to really try hard to say no 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 take a chance on me creatively because it's just happened to be the role i'm in right now just to get where i need to be so i'll go to different like groups steering groups uh brainstorms just so people who are running it people who are in it will go actually yeah let's ask patsy and actually i went to a brainstorm the other day and one of my my ideas has been picked up so they're taking that forward oh congratulations thanks but you have to really i think yourself no one's going to do it for you step out the box when someone puts you in it yeah exactly and this is but the thing is you've got to be conscious of that and if i wasn't conscious of that i wouldn't do it like sometimes it it sort of is a bit of a privilege in a sense like oh you know somebody comes to you for a particular project I don't know if you're looking at the this particular group of people or for example in my case you're looking at the Muslim community and you they want you to kind of mm. do this it's, it, it is sort of nice that somebody comes to you and asks you to do that because sort of like oh somebody's sort of recognizing me a little bit giving me a shot giving me an opportunity but I think you've got to be conscious of the fact that of what you're being asked to do and if you're being asked to do it again and again and just about whether or not you're comfortable with that well for me though like as we've said like I'm a Christian but like I don't think people at work ever put a religion on me I think unless you wear a headscarf or unless you know you say you don't drink or you you only eat halal meat I feel like that's the only time people really go oh Muslim yeah no I think do you know what I actually think you're right how many times have I've, I've, let me just think because somebody comes to me sort of say oh, can you find a muslim person i mean that happens so many times you know mm. uh, you know nobody would go to you and say oh can you find me a christian <laughs> no literally <laughs> when you put it like that it actually is it's kind of strange <laughs> when i told them that i'd been baptized they went you go to church <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I tell you every week that I'm going to church on Sunday. Like, you know what I mean? You're just not listening. You know, it's just really weird. Like, Muslim religion is the most people put you in that box, or people seem to automatically know that's what you are. Whereas other religions, they just aren't as prominent. Like, there are so many different types of Muslims. You're not. You don't have to be brown to be Muslim. There's so many different types of Muslims out there. You know how a Muslim looks like is so different. You know, yeah. there's so. You know, you can't just in your mind just see it as one thing because yeah. just so many beautiful types of people who do practice the the religion and stuff and you know they are white people they are black people they are brown people do you know there's so people don't see it like that do they because whereas christianity people will say oh yeah 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 like they're not going to fall off their seat really if a white person or a brown person or a black person says i'm a christian they don't fall off the seat but when like there's a black Somalian girl goes oh I'm Muslim what really like why are you not why are you why do you think that's not okay like anyone can follow a religion or faith have a faith 
they don't even need to really follow a, a religion it's... they can just have a faith and the problem with that is because the thing is there's only one type of of, of person that is seen as a muslim christian on main in mainstream media that is the problem which we, we need to diversify the the voices that we're putting forward you know there's so many different types of people you know with that it's like it's our job to sort of shine a light on particular mm. type of people that are, are, are i'm not i don't even want to use the word norm because that's it's, it is normal do you know what i mean like it's it's nothing against the norm it's not like groundbreaking it's not different it's the fact that it's just not normalised in society. I was going to say that word. We need to normalise that there is any shade, any, you know, any gender can be any religion. 100%. Because, like, obviously, I'm me, you're you. We obviously met at university and we didn't hang out, but you hung out with my flatmates. And then I started the BBC a little bit after you, or you started a little bit after me. And then that's how we bonded. I wouldn't say our job was the reason we bonded. No, but then would you say like as well, like our religion helps us bond? Like obviously they're not the same, but we have so many conversations about it. Like I'm probably the most honest with you because you understand it as well. I think it's one of the things that, you know, does make us close i do think that's one of the things that makes us no i mean obviously i think our mindset is ridiculously similar yeah i think that is the one thing that probably you know not necessarily the qualities around us it's just that our personalities are i think we're just a, a little bit more in sync and i think you you are right i do think you know religion just play a part, part in sort of strengthening our friendship because the fact is is that you you openly talk about it to me i share my experiences with you and that does connect us but i wouldn't say that was the foundation yeah of no the friendship i think with us two we kind of define a lot of odds like a lot of people probably wouldn't put us as friends but we just bounce off each other we have that laugh like we're in our own bubble like we just do you know what I mean? we could speak for hours and <laughs> like what are we even talking about but we're finding it hilarious <laughs> i know and i do you know what i hate like this idea that oh, i wouldn't imagine you two being friends oh, because yeah. the thing is like why is it that like a particular way or particular type you know a personality you know like we just said at university you become friends with people who you don't even necessarily have, have met before or you don't mm. you know you don't see yourself being friends with it's the fact is that friendship isn't defined by the way you look the way you who you believe in your background it's just on who you are as a person what's the worst thing anyone's ever said to you in regards to your race i have quite a few memories you know like i have you know when i was got to say 13 to about 16 i lived in a particular area which wasn't that many brown people there i remember we got egged wow uh, i remember that and i remember my mom having to clean it up i remember it's quite vividly you know the window that they did it you know the, the, there were these kids uh um, is this your house yeah this was my house i remember it was the world cup and my dad had um this car and you know he was really passionate about this car and he you know me and my sister uh twin sister were massive football fanatics and we had the football shirts we used to follow it and stuff and it was the world cup and my dad had the england flags on the car I remember he was driving or something and you know somebody had shouted you fucking packy and then I, my dad had uh, we were obviously with my dad and we said to my dad oh take these off like you know it's distracting tension you know my mm. dad he's just such a jokey guy and he's like oh i'll buy these flags and we can put them on just to show that we're supporting the world cup you know like because we were we me and rude were like genuinely football fans and for us it was so cool because like he put it he put two on it he'd put like he i think he'd put two 
he put one on each side and then after that incident we just said to him you know what take it off just don't don't put it on really and he had such a shame that you've had to you know you're just as much British as anybody else you've literally been here from day one you came out the womb and you were in this country like do you know what I mean like you can you can put an English flag up if you want to yeah I know and you know what like I don't think I think me me and my sister were just like oh we don't want to we don't want to experience that again let's not attract attention we don't let's just let's just try and fall under the radar a little bit like let's you know like we you don't want to attract negative attention so for us we I don't even think then I, I fully registered mm. what I was asking to do because I don't I think my mindset would be completely different now being a little bit older mm. but you know even in school as stuff you you sort of do downplay certain aspects you know even myself like I I heard phrase so many times and I don't I don't know if you probably heard it but I, I heard the phrase not necessarily to me just it was flying about and I think I ha- have been referred to it once or twice like a coconut I think in school there was that definitely flying about oh so-and-so is a coconut and so-and-so is a coconut and it's such an offensive thing mm. to be referred to I like, think with the coconut comment I feel like you can't win because generally people get called a coconut if they are a darker complexion on the outside and then they speak quite well or they dress a certain way that would you know present them as being white and if they did the opposite start speaking like slang you can't win because you get called something else do you know what I mean and the thing is is wasn't even like and I I genuinely don't think that nobody's trying to act different with Mm. that it's just the way you are the way you know loads of people say you don't have a Bradford accent you don't have a York you know really strong Yorkshire accent you have a twang but you don't have a really really strong Bradford accent and it wasn't because I was trying to you know get rid of that part of my life it's the Mm. fact that you know my mum was so strict with me and my sister to sort of kind of pronounce ourselves like pronounce our words better and she was just trying to make us sort of speak a lot clearly and stuff so it wasn't like and people like oh you you know you're talking a particular way because you don't want to be seen as Bradford but it wasn't that at all you know I love my hometown I will always love it and I, I will big it up honestly I'm not even joking it's one of my favourite places in the whole world mm. because there's so many different people, types of people from different walks of life in just one city. I think if you had a good childhood and a good raising, you do back it a lot more than if you didn't. Because I do think, say if you just thought, oh, I ha- I was bullied, I was this, I was that, and like you know, your mental health was just shit in that place growing up, you obviously see, see things in different lights. But I was the same, like... People don't think I'm from Manchester at all. But you don't have you don't have like a particularly strong Manc accent. Exactly. But I, just, I don't know what your accent is to be honest. <laughs> people think I'm from Chester, but Chester. When I, <laughs> Chester. But when I was at university and like at school, because I did drama, we were constantly being told to change how we speak. And I think that made massive play in how I speak now. Like I don't, you know, I'm constantly being like, oh, no, I'm not speaking properly. I need to do the RP, the Queen's speech. Like I'm constant. not that I speak very on point, but I do think a little bit has changed how I speak. And yeah, I really want to say thank you for joining me on this journey, on this podcast, on this episode. No, it's a pleasure. Thank. I honestly think it's just been so nice chatting to you in a such different context. This is us being very serious, I think. Like we're not used to that. I feel like we're serious, but on smaller scales. 
Thank you. It's been so nice speaking to you about this. Good. And I really hope to the people that have listened, words can affect people and they do remain with people. You know, Kaya's remembering stories from when she's 13 and probably younger that she's not mentioned. And it changes people. And it what I've taken from your stories is that from other people's comments, it's dimmed your light. It's not nice to hear that at all. I mean, it's crazy that you say that because I think more so than ever, I'm much more confident in who I am I think when I was younger I always used to you know downplay it a little bit I always used to I wasn't as vocal and I think now like your experiences and ignorances as you grow up it sort of does sort of quieten you a little bit but I think if you've gone through that the other side and come out of it the other side I think now with the position that I'm in now I'm more vocal I'm more proud to say you know this is who I am and this is what I believe and this is what I represent mm. it just shows that growth and I think although those experiences haven't been nice they've definitely shaped my experiences now and, and definitely what type of person that I want to be and the messages I want to project and just giving me the confidence to do that. I think you should be proud of who you're becoming and who you are because like you say you do stand up for what is right you know I'm pretty sure if I said something incorrect you'd correct me you'd pull me up and that is what you need out of a friend so you know props to you I'm clapping I'm for, clapping for you too yeah I'm clapping for you you can't hear it but I am if you know the sign language clap I am clapping through sign Okay, well, thanks, Kaya. Thanks for joining me. I, I've taken a lot out of it. You know, these conversations can only strengthen us, I hope. So I really hope that other people have taken maybe not everything, but something from this conversation. And yeah, if you want to ask any questions, I'll put Kaya's at on her on the descriptions. If you've got any questions for me, fire them my way and I'll see what I can do with them. So yeah, thank you again and peace out. Thanks, Patsy. Thank you for listening to Black Current Chat, hosted by me, Patsy Aisha. If you want to continue this conversation, then holler at me. I'll put my details in the description box. If you want to listen to any more content by Black Current Podcast, then check us out on Apple or Spotify. And a massive thanks to my guests. Thank you for sharing your stories, your journeys, and you to the table. Every conversation counts. Let's keep Black Lives Matter movement a movement and not a moment. Until next time, I've been Patsy Aisha.